Shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who has made us and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Be thankful to Him and bless His name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and His truth endures to all generations. Lord, we thank you for your goodness, Lord. We thank you that your mercy, Lord, is everlasting, how it's new every morning, Lord. We thank you for how good you have been to us, Lord. And Father, this morning, may you just remind us, remind us of those seasons, Lord, when you answered our prayers, God. And Lord, remind us of those seasons when you faithfully did not answer our prayer, Lord. Just thank you for your goodness, Lord, your love towards us. And we just, we pray for the family, Lord, those going through difficulty, God. Just continue to lift up Noah, Lord, and Lewis and Terry and the family, God. We lift up Robbie and Dave and Perry Ann, Lord. We continue uh, to lift up Lisandra, Lord. We think of her, all she's been through, Lord, for Joe and Renee and her ongoing treatment, God. Pray for Jessica and all she goes through, Lord. The many people in the church body, Lord, going through difficulty in that valley of the shadow of death, Lord. We pray even in this season, Lord, that you would fill them with your Holy Spirit, that they would have faith and patience and endurance to continue to press into you, Lord, and trust you more and more. Lord, please be with us this morning, God, and Lord, my heart's desire is that our sharing this morning, Lord, this afternoon would draw all men unto you, Lord, that you would be given the glory and the honor, Lord, that you truly deserve, Lord. So, Lord, we thank you so much for this morning. Thank you so much for the body that you've blessed us with here at Calvary Chapel, Miami, God, and it's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. So Psalm 100, that's what we've done here this morning. We've made that joyful shout to the Lord. We've come before Him and His presence with singing as we've had that time of worship. We're reminded to serve the Lord with gladness, right? And hopefully as you came in, the guys in the parking lot, the people greeting you outside, you saw the gladness of the Lord in their heart. Hopefully none of them were moping or whining or right bothered or annoyed that they're out there. But just the service of the Lord with gladness. Even in the cafe this morning, so many smiles in there. Working hard after being here all day yesterday uh, for the Thanksgiving breakfast picnic. And how all throughout the body here, throughout the whole church property, there are men and women serving the Lord with gladness. Entering into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Just to be thankful that God has given us a church and a home, a property. For many years at the old property, we were praying for a larger place and a larger place. And doors kept shutting, doors kept shutting. And God opened this door in uh, just a miracle fashion. Are we grateful to him and thankful uh, for what he's done? And this is the scripture the Lord just placed on my heart this morning. And as we continue this morning service, it's just to hear from one another and from the church body. We'd love to hear your name, how long you've been coming here to Calvary Chapel, Miami, uh, a verse that the Lord has given you for the year, and just what you're grateful for and what you're thankful for. 
And it's a good reminder to us, sometimes in Thanksgiving, there's so much pressure with unsafe friends and family members. How can we bring God into our meal? How can we bring God into our Thanksgiving? It's great to just go around the table and, and hear from one another, hey, what are you thankful for? What are you grateful for? And you can add some of those scriptures there. And just more than ever before this year, just so blessed, so grateful for my wife, my family, the friends he's blessed me with. And here, just the body of Calvary Chapel, Miami, always blown away uh, by the servants. Every year, we have different people come through the church, and the main thing people say all the time is the servants and volunteers that you have here are absolutely amazing. It was a common theme with the hymns project with the two gentlemen from Calvary Chapel, Sarasota, the different pastors that have come through. They just talk about, man, the, the servants you have here. Uh, parking lot ministry, the cafe, the kiddos, all throughout the church body, just the servants we have here. And I encourage you, when you're out of town, when you're on vacation, don't take a vacation from going to church. Find a church in that area and attend there. Maybe they'll give you some new ideas that we can implement here at Calvary Chapel, Miami. Uh, or perhaps it'll open your eyes to just be a little bit more grateful and thankful for what you have here. And in this season, as I've been able to travel to different churches, just again, more and more thankful and grateful for the very special servants and volunteers that we have here. But now as we just turn the time to you and hear from you, if you want to share, you can raise your hand. There's two gentlemen with microphones. They'll be walking around. They'll give you the mic, and then you can share again your name, how long you've been coming to Calvary Chapel, Miami, a scripture, and just what you're thankful for this year. So we have one right over here. Good morning. Um, my name is Sori, and I'm going to share the... I, sorry. I've been coming for around 12, 13 years. Um, this is Psalm 73, 25 to 26. Whom have, I, whom have I in heaven but you? And there is none upon earth that I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength, the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Um, that's the verse that have been very close to me this uh, past year. Um, I'm thankful for uh, my husband. Definitely has been uh, an incredible man. And this year, as many of you know, I um, retired in a way from Lighthouse Ministry. And the Lord called me to serve other ministries in the family, my mom, my mother-in-law, uh, my daughters, my husband. Uh, and I have the blessing to wake up every morning. And I thought I was going to miss the chapel in the morning, and I do. But to see my husband uh, when I wake up reading his word and just meditating in God's word and praying, it has been the blessing of this year. Um, Definitely blessed with children that the three of them are walking with the Lord, grandchildren that are precious. And uh, I want to go in order because I don't want to forget. Uh, but uh, definitely the biggest uh, impact this year uh, was uh, with my daughter, Natalie. She um, went to Nashville. She graduated from nursing, uh, went to Nashville. She signed a contract for two years. And after that, two weeks later, uh, COVID season hit. And she already had the contract. So she, has to, she moved to Nashville by herself, never been away from home for completely alone. Uh, no family, no friends, no church open. Um, toxic environment at work, working night shifts. Uh, it was horrible. Um, 
I remember her crying and calling me and saying that she had registered to go to service. And when she got to the parking lot, the parking lot was empty because churches were not opening. They were canceling, and they were not even letting people know. Um, so very dry season, a desert. Um, she was on depression. And yes, Christians do suffer from depression. Um, God will conquer all that, but we do go through those struggles. And um, I, I don't think that she knew to what point she was suffering. Uh, but one day she said, Mom, I didn't get the phone to call you because I just didn't have the strength. Uh, she wasn't even eating because um, she, working night shift, totally messed up your mind. And um, bad nurses, uh, she just graduated, went to, to work, and these old nurses just left her alone with the other new nurse uh, with four critical patients uh, without helping her. So that's the environment that she was in. And then uh, all that, you know, the the not having the word, you know, obviously she had the Bible, but she, not having the community is so important. So anyways, we have to fly over there several times um, and, and encourage her. And, and basically, uh, we ended the year last year crying out to the Lord on our knees to heal her, to bring her back. Uh, we knew that the Lord had a plan in taking her there, but we knew that the plan was done and that she needed to come back. And little by little, how we saw the Lord working um, and even sending, I, I play around saying he sent plagues because uh, we prayed and all of a sudden a lot of roaches started coming out in her apartment and she hates roaches and she's afraid of them. Um, and it was a very nice apartment, very, you know, good place. And then um, wasps everywhere. Uh, like it was crazy. Being in depression with all these things going on and then all these things flying around your house uh, is not good. Um, finally, um, after a lot of prayer, a lot of suffering, long suffering, um, the Lord revealed something in her, and she said, uh, I think the Lord is calling me back, but I need to finish my contract, whatever. Uh, then she gets told that she needs to get vaccinated if she wants to continue at her work, and she said, no way, I'm not getting vaccinated, I'm going back to Miami. And uh, that's what the Lord brought her back. Before that, he sent a, a tornado also. Uh, like a week before my husband went and she said that she was inside the closet crying out to the Lord, Lord, I already said I'm going back to Miami. Don't let me die by myself here. So all these things, you know, uh, only the Lord knows the suffering that we were going through as parents because it was really, those times were really uh, hard. And I'm just blessed to have a church, a community, friends that the Lord have needed our hearts together. Um, I'm so thankful uh, for Miss Angeline, that every lunchtime we will pray and we will talk, and you know she was always there. Uh, but there was a special friend that uh, is called Maylene, Maylene Caballero, and she is so genuine for the Lord, and she loves the Lord, and she is attracted to people that are suffering, and she wants to reach out to them, and, and she was there for me. Um, Abraham and May have been amazing. Um, but all that to say, you know, the church, the community is so special. Going through what we went through, you know, with Judith gave me so much hope. Like, wow, Lord, you can do that for Judith. You can save her from a stroke. Uh, how much more you can do for something, you know, for somebody that is suffering from depression. I remember Pastor Raz passing by Lighthouse and telling me that he was praying for Natalie. And, you know, how is she doing? He's always with that heart of wanting to know how they were doing. And just uh, the whole family. There's so many people. I'm not going to mention names because I will never finish. But so many people praying and and just holding us, you know, um, in, in that was amazing. 
definitely thank you for the pastor, for the church, for the community, the amazing people that are here that we have met, you know, especially this year, so many new people coming and, and sweet, you know, people that really love the Lord and love people. So I'm just thankful for all that. Uh, I don't know if I said it. Thank you for Lighthouse Ministry and for you, Pastor Raz, uh, Zach, that have been doing an amazing job teaching us the word. Pastor Raz, too, but, you know, you are the one now. So thank you for that. Um, I just want to say thank you to all of you and um, have a happy Thanksgiving. Good morning. Joe Cabrera, I've been here for, we've been here 22 years, maybe a little bit more than that, and the Lord has been very faithful to us. Uh, I think he tells us in his word that we need to confess, bring things to the light, bring it so others could be edified, and we've been going through a lot of things in the last few years, and uh, I was diagnosed with Parkinson's three years ago, and it's been really, really rough, but now... The light is shine on, on me in his word. And then the verse that I have is Isaiah 25, 1. It says, O Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you and I will praise your name. For you have done wonderful things. Your counsels of old are faithfulness and truth. He has been with us through all, all these things we've been going through. And it's been tough, very tough. You, you get challenged and... Uh, you doubt sometimes, but I, in the middle of the storm, he's there, and he asks you to come, dwell, be with him. Like the chicken takes his, uh, the, the little chicks, and they go under his wings. And the, like the word says, we have to be, draw near to him so he could fill us. And through it all, he's been there little by little. It's gotten a lot better. I thank him. Because I was very down and out. I couldn't do much. But uh, what the Lord has done for me, it's been great things. And his counsels are always there. And we want to thank him for that. So I'm Angie, Joe's wife. Um, I want to give the Lord thanks also because, yes, this past year and years have been way challenging um, from the oldest in our household to the youngest uh, affected. And, uh, but again, the Lord has been so good, so faithful. And I want to share here in 2 Corinthians 4, um, verse uh, four, 15, actually, starting in 15, it says, For all these things are for your sakes, that grace, having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things that are, which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And although those moments and those, uh, the suffering and the challenges we went through seemed eternal, they were very momentary. 
Um, and again, we continue to see things momentary, but we know that it can't be even compared to what the Lord has for us, for his glory, for the eternal perspective that we can have during these challenges. And I have a new model that I tell everybody now, like what we go through. We're going down, but we're really going up. So we have to look forward to that this is just what we're going through. We're passing through. We're, being, we're, we're growing. We're learning. Um, but at the same time, we're giving God the glory through these challenges. And we have an eternal perspective to what's to come. So I, I give thanks to all the church body, my sisters, my brothers that have prayed for our family, have been there physically, spiritually. Um, we cannot thank everybody enough for yes. the prayers. Thank you. Good morning, Joe Palmer. Uh, we've been here, my wife Leslie and I have been here since uh, 2020, I believe. And the uh, three things that uh, come to mind, let me first read the Bible verse. It's a little weird verse in Titus 2, in uh, verse 11 and 12. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age while we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, uh, Jesus Christ. And the reason that that verse is significant to me is that I'm grateful for the teaching. I don't know how many times I deal with you know, fleshly desires, and then I hear Zach's voice, and I'm thinking, is this the right thing? And I hear the teaching from Sunday morning, and it's such a blessing to come to a place where you have that kind of teaching. Also, blessed and thankful for 104.7. If, you know, if you guys are not listening to this radio station, do yourselves a favor this year and turn it on. It is spectacular. And then the daily reading plan. It has made it brain dead for an idiot like me to figure out what to read every single day. And so it's been a tremendous blessing, and I've got multiple copies for multiple years Let's just kind of keep rolling it year to year. So I'm thankful for all those things in addition to my wife and my family and the church body. Thank you. Jonathan, we could go with you first. Me toca a mí. I wish I have that uh, easiness of thoughts and words that the ladies has. <laughs> um, God gave me a verse for this year and it's, uh, he gave it to Abraham, to Moses and then to um, Paul to give it to the church and he says walk before me and be ye perfect so I never have been perfect I wish I could be perfect, but every, every day I find out how far I'm from perfection. Yesterday I was going to come for the breakfast and uh, the transmission of my car got jammed and I couldn't take it from parking. And today it was raining from the beginning. I say to myself, I'm going to go to church. It doesn't matter whether I get wet or not. If I get sick, I get sick. 
and the devil a few days ago stole from me two great uh, umbrellas and two and two uh, how you say capas de agua raincoats raincoats and uh, a, a rain uh, hat too and uh, but he forgot to to get the bigger one that I have in my car so, so I say, Lord, thank you. I'm going to go well covered to the church. When I do like this to the church, to the car, it, it starts. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. He has some angels that are perfect, perfect mechanics. They could fix the, the engine of an airplane running in the air. <laughs> oh, glory to him. Amen. I've been here. Forgive me. I've been here coming, uh, I think, about five years. I have to call the office and find out better. <laughs> uh, I was listening to Pastor Russ for many years on the radio, and I want to go to your church, our church. And it happened that God moved it eight blocks from my house. Eight, I, half a mile. Mm -hmm. I have come walking many times. I need a bicycle to come a little quicker. <laughs> so I bet you to pray that God will provide me a bicycle. I was in Cuba 14 years uh, on a bicycle in Matanzas and Jovellanos. Um, what else could I say? He brought me the radio <laughs> close by so I don't miss it. So I listen to it at home, on the radio, on my phone, and I have a loudspeaker that goes with this. <laughs> I turn around in the house of my family, and they almost went running out of the, the house, but I'm gonna put it so late. But I have my nephew in the home of my family. He's quadriplegic. But he controlled the house. He's the life of the house. And he's always listening to the word of God. Praise the Lord. All glory to him. I have an evangelist, a brother, and a nephew in the house of my family. Pray that they will be able to come, I bet you. Amen. Thank okay. you, Orlando. Uh, hi, good morning. My name is Elda. Uh, I've been coming to church for 23 years now. Um, most of you know me, you see me singing up there. Um, so this morning, I just wanted to thank the Lord publicly for what he's done in our family's life. Um, I wanted to read uh, Lamentations 3, 22 through 24 that says, Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in him. And this last year, um, the last couple of years has been really tough for our family. Um, our mom had been really sick, has been battling, had been battling for many years. And um, this summer, uh, she took a turn for the worse. And, um, and I had been praying that she would accept the Lord. And so... Um, I'm just grateful that God gave me that opportunity to share with her uh, while she was in the hospital um, a few weeks before she passed. And um, I just want to encourage 
those of you that may have um, family members that are not saved, um, just to continue to pray because God is faithful even to the end. Um, and I just wanted to share a brief little testimony that I shared the day of her um, service here. Um, my, uh, my two sisters, um, when they came, she was in hospice. My mom was in hospice the last week of her life. And, um, and a dear friend of mine had, um, from school had come. And she was sharing her, her um, testimony of things that she had been through, this kind of the same as me, that she had um, been through hospice with her family. And, um, and she had shared a story of how the Lord had um, revealed himself there in the hospital room. And I, and I said to her, you know, and it was just, it wasn't a prayer, it was just in conversation. And I said, you know, I said, that would be amazing if God would do that. And I said, not for me, but for my sisters and my father, for them to know that, that God is there. And, you know, at that moment, I, and I said to her, you know, I, I hope that God would show up in a tangible way when she goes. Well, to make a long story short, she, um, my, my sister was in the room with her and in her last breath, um, I wasn't in the room right before she passed. Um, so as I was about to walk into the room, I heard my sisters say, did you see that? And then at that moment, she took her final breath and she went with the Lord. And so, you know, obviously there's a moment of grief. Um, but afterwards, I said to them, I said, what were you guys talking about? What did you guys see? And my sister said that um, right before she passed, my father was actually sitting by the window, and she said that a white dove appeared in the window and was just hovering there. And my sister said that, she, that it seemed to be looking like right at my mom and that, you know, it just stayed there. And then when they both saw it, it immediately it just it went, it flew up. And like two seconds later, you know, she, she passed. And so I, I was amazed because that tangible... You know, if those of you that know the Holy Spirit, you know, is represented by a dove. And, and I told them, I said, that was the Holy Spirit that came to take her, you know. And so I was just so grateful that God did that. And he didn't have to do that, you know, but, but he did. And so I'm thankful that my father is here with me this morning. Um, continue to pray for our family. And, um, and I just thank you all for your prayers. I thank you, uh, Belkis. I wanted to say thank you to you because that day that I shared the gospel with her, I had that already stirred in my heart, and she called me that morning, and she said, you can't let this day pass without, you know, without you sharing with her, and I was like, you know, I was like, that was just the Lord confirming, so thank you to all of you for your prayers, and, um, and God bless you. One in the front here. If you want to share, you can raise your hand. Oh, you can sit down right there, and he'll bring the mic to you. Um, hi, my name is uh, Jesus, firstborn of Joseph and Mary. Uh, I'm anointed, but I'm not that guy, okay? So, but um, I've been here for several months, brought here by my oldest daughter, Natalie. And if you guys ever want to hear, uh, ask if prayer works, ask her how she got a husband. Or ask her about anything else that's going on in our family. Um, and uh, God is very amazing. Um, Jesus Christ said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. And I am very thankful to find a church that talks about 
truth rather than your feelings, rather than how to make it comfortable for you. One of the early songs you guys sang this morning, we, well, I was part of it too, talked about, uh, no, it's, let's not conform ourselves to our feelings. Feelings are what your mind drives forward. Anybody who lives their life through feelings has got the caboose in front of the locomotive. It is the renewing of your mind. And it is, this is one of the few churches that I have seen that today, because something weird happened in 2019, um, talks about truth. Um, and truth really is very much what needs to be center focus if you're going to have a Christian life. Not your feelings, not how, you know, how to get along, no. Put truth first and then other things will follow because the truth will set you free. Um, I've spent two and a half years on a single verse of the Bible, Titus 1.12. You have a prophet among you and he says all Cretans are lie always, all Cretans are always liars, evil beasts and gluttons. This testimony is true about me. And I'm telling you, two and a half years on that verse, the amount of truth in that verse, that single verse, there is no book like the Bible. And if anybody has questions about it, that because they think their science is wrong, please seek me out. I've been 47 years a Christian, and I came to him as an agnostic to prove the Bible was wrong. And I'm very arrogant, but I know a lot of science. And the Bible is the most accurate book ever written. Amen. Amen. You got one here in the front first. I suppose, like many people um, we, who have lost people in the past couple of years, uh, I lost my earthly brother last year. Hmm. And, and in his last days, I, I drew a lot of comfort from the verse, in, the shortest verse in the New Testament, I can imagine. John eleven thirty five. Jesus wept because precious is the death of his saints. And my brother was a saint. He was a godly man, and um, I, I won't belabor on how he was able to speak to his, his father who had passed away years earlier, also a deathbed. That happened to be a deathbed uh, salvation in, in the last couple of days of his life, but he was able to talk to him, and I was able there to, to be a part of that, to see that, to see that conversation take place. So I... I am thankful that I was given that blessing because that was a huge blessing to see and be a part of. And um, his last words to me were, I have fought the uh, fin end well, finish well, is what he was telling me. And I knew he was echoing to Timothy 4.7, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. And he had. And I'm very thankful for that. I'm thankful that we're able to move back here and to be with our our kids who are living here, and um, his blessings are incredible. That's all. <laughs> Hi, 
Hey, my name is Terry. Um, I've been coming to this church uh, since 2006. Um, and just something that's been on my heart that I've just been really grateful for lately is um, just being overwhelmed by people praying for you. Um, and what a privilege it is. Like, I know sometimes it's taken for granted. And I tend to be a little bit, like, cynical when I hear those, like, oh, pray for my dog's friends, neighbors, cousins. I don't know. I just felt like... Sometimes, I don't know, I just get, like, overwhelmed with those, but I just, when someone's, like, actually praying for you and interceding for you, and that's just been something that I've just been blown away by. And um, lately, with everything going on with um, my son and his health issues, um, I've just been blown away at the amount of people that are bringing him before the throne um, and before Jesus. And, like, the picture that just keeps getting, coming to my mind um, is um, the men who brought the man who couldn't walk through the roof. Um, no. <laughs> um, so I realized what a labor of love it is to pray because in our flesh, obviously, we don't want to, and it takes a lot of self-control, and it goes against, like, what we want to do in our flesh. So the fact that the people are willing to do that for my son, it's like, I just keep thinking, it's like, if someone else is exercising and someone else is getting the benefit, um, what a labor of love it is to, you know, to bring yourself under that, like that self-control, that telling the flesh no, to focus your mind, to just bring my son um, before the Lord. And I think about those friends. Um, the, so the verses, uh, Luke 5, 18, I've been reading a lot through Luke lately. Just, I kind of stopped where I was in my Devo because he was a doctor. So I want to, it's kind of nice to see like the way, his take on like all the different times that Jesus was healing people. Um, and just like the wording that he uses versus what the other uh, disciples use. But it's Matthew, uh, Luke 5, 18. It says, then behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. And when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd, they went up to the housetop and let him down with his bed through the tiling into the mist before Jesus. And just that picture of privilege being blown away by people bringing my son at Jesus' feet through their prayers. Um, just been blown away by that. And like, it's such a privilege and I don't have the words for it. I was reading the commentary and just like this quick quote. And like, this is what I think of you all who have been praying. Um, this, is, this is from Spurgeon. It says, um, Spurgeon spoke of the quality of men who would bring a friend to Jesus in such a way. They need be strong for the burden is heavy. They need be they need be resolute for the work will try their faith. They need be prayerful for otherwise they labor in vain. They must be believing or they will be utterly useless. And just thinking of like what a labor of love it was for those friends to do that. It was so inconvenient. Get on the roof. Take the thing out. I mean, they, it was just a labor of love. And anyway, that's kind of what the picture I keep thinking of. And I'm just so grateful that people are praying. I have a lot of people asking, can we bring a meal and this and that. But I really am just blown away by your prayers, like, that people would do that. So anyway, I'm just really grateful for the body and, and just to have people um, genuinely praying for my son. So that's all. Any other hands? We have time just for a few more. I won't speak in Spanish, so I need you to uh, traduce for the not understanding people. Yeah, I'll do my best. You do your best, and I'll do my best. <laughs> Thank you, sir. 
Uh, when I was coming in, I was thinking I have nothing to thank for. And after you, uh, y después que pasó un rato y me doy cuenta que tengo que dar gracias. Bueno, pues tengo que dar gracias a la vida. Tengo que dar gracias a mis años. Eh, espero que alguien más en español pueda o quiera compartir. Por eso quiero romper el, el inglés. <laughs> so after I was on my way here, I was thinking a bit what I should be grateful for. So I was grateful for life. I was grateful for the years of my life. I'm hoping that I'm breaking the ice of more people to give thanks in Spanish. Okay, estoy viviendo el final de la mitad de mi vida ahora. Mi vida uh, <laughs> empezó a los 40 años. Me casé y no me lo sé cómo. Me casé y éramos yo, mi esposa, Leonor, mis suegros y mis hijos. Eh, somos cuatro hijos y ahí empezó todo. Entonces tengo que dar gracias al Señor que ahora somos eh, yo, mi esposa. Mis hijos, los esposos y esposas de mis hijos, los hijos de mis hijos y los hijos de mis nietos. So when we first got here, there was four of us and him and his wife. And now there's him and his wife and his children, his grandchildren and his great-grandchildren. Le doy gracias al Señor. Casi todos estamos en la iglesia. Ninguno coge droga, ha cogido nunca. Eh, tengo dos hijos pastores. Give thanks to God, all of them are part of church, none of them are on drugs, two of my sons are pastors. Y dos hijas pastores también, las esposas de ellos. Bueno. Le doy gracias al Señor por esta familia, especialmente con mi esposa. Give thanks to God for this family, especially for my wife. También en la iglesia he adquirido mis amistades principales hoy en día. Grateful for the mis church. Mis mejores amigos. My best friends are here at church. En la iglesia. Tengo que dar gracias por Pastor Raz. Grateful for Pastor Raz. Gracias, Señor, por tu bondad. Ah, que te iba a compartir a versículo en que, que tengo siempre presente, Corintios 13, 13. Ahora se me perdió. <laughs> First Corinthians or Second Corinthians? Pero dice que lo principal en la... En la First la Corinthians 3, 3. Es la fe, la esperanza y el amor. Y de ellas tres... 1 Corinthians 13. 13.13. 13.13. 
Gracias. Amen. So he shared 1 Corinthians 13, 13, and now abide faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. And he said, unconditional love is difficult. Anyways. Hi. Well. <laughs> Sorry, my voice sounds very weird in a mic. Um, my name is Daniela. I've been coming here for... I think last year somebody in my family said like 12 years and I kind of base it on them because I'm like, you guys brought us all here and I don't remember not coming to this church. So I think about 12 years maybe, 13, I don't know. Um, so the verse that I want to share is in Psalm 92, um, 1 through 4. Um, I'll like briefly like skip around. It is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness by night. Verse 4, for you, O Lord, have made me glad by what you have done. I will sing for your joy, for joy that at your works of your hands. How great are your works. And skipping down to verse 15, to declare that the Lord is upright, he is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. Um, and I also like that, Zach, you started off with Psalm 100, because I don't know why, um, this year the Lord would put Psalm 100 on my heart many times, like right before going to sleep, I just wanted to read something, and I would always go back to Psalm 100, and I easily read it like a hundred times, um, just every night, just to read something right before going to sleep, and I would just read Psalm 100, because um, it was just so short, sweet, and to the point. Um, and I like how it also mentions that the Lord is good. And I think that that's something that is so evident in this service when we um, come around and like you hear everybody talking and what they're grateful for and what they've struggled with and all that, but how the Lord is good at the end of it. No matter what we go through, the Lord is good. Um, and I'm thankful for um, this year. I wasn't going to talk, and then I thought, I'm like, you know what? I got married this year, and I'm thankful for that. <laughs> Um, it kind of feels like I got married a long time ago, but it did happen this year, like six months ago. So I'm thankful for getting married and the Lord um, bringing Jose into my life and allowing us to um, enter into marriage and just the beautiful thing that, I, that that is. I'm also thankful for how many weddings have happened this year and how many kids have been born this year and just the Lord like just doing a work in everybody's heart and in everybody's lives and just bringing more and more people together and how we were always praying for a bigger church, and we don't fit in this church almost. <laughs> um, so I'm just thankful that um, it is so evident that the Lord is good, and it is so evident in this church that it's real, like everybody here is genuine. This isn't some fake love that we have for the Lord. It's just a genuineness that we see that the Lord is good, and the Lord is great and amazing, and just how he's always doing something even in the trials, even in the struggles, like he's doing something, whether it's to make us stronger, whatever it is, like the Lord is just good. And I'm just thankful for um, this church family, um, everybody, the growth that we've had, um, the additions that the Lord is bringing in this church. Um, and I'm thankful for my personal family who takes up a majority of the church. Um, and so, yeah, thank you. Hello. Oh, good morning. My name is David. I've been coming to this church for 18 years. Um, 
And the verse that I had this morning was 1 Corinthians 12, verses 4 through 7. And it says, There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. And just I'm thankful for just this church body that we're able to be a part of. And just um, this service, we're able to share just the different experiences and the different things that we are thankful for. And it blesses me. And I'm just, yeah, I'm also thankful for my family and just all the friends and people that God has put into my life. And so, yeah. One up front here, John. Hi, uh, good morning. Uh, name is Lester, and we've been coming here 10 years with my wife, Alejandra, and our two boys. And um, this is what the Lord put in my heart this moment. It's um, our Lord, God of hosts, who is like you. Almighty Lord, your faithfulness surrounds you. And look at this, and... You know, when um, you know, I, I work in a bank, and um, as, a, as a requisite, as the pandemic came out, it was a requisite for me to get vaccinated, and the Lord had put in my heart that that was not going to be for us, for me. And, you know, we're, we're a single-income home family, and it was extremely challenging. And I did feel conviction, and, you know, the Lord had... I think he, the Lord works all things out, but he also, faith is very important, but I also think that you apply and the Lord guides you. So we, we took a very disciplined approach um, in the situation. We hired attorneys, we did a demand letter, and the amount of corruption that happened was just unbelievable. The, the, I was so assured that we had such an incredible legal case. We even had medical, a, a doctor sign off. Our, this church helped off and it was a religious exemption. And I just couldn't believe the amount of lawlessness that was going on. And the Lord had put that in my heart. And I think that, and there were different stages that happened throughout this trial, um, you know, from the corporate CEO saying that this is something you have to do and it was just crazy to see, you know, somebody who doesn't have a, a medical license dictate what you do with your body. And, you know, they, they're w willing to tell you what you do in your body when you want to abort something. You want to abort a baby, but they want to tell you what you do. So they, they have this selective reasoning. And, and, and then when you see this new administration come on and they go into federal contractors demanding and it's going through different courts, and I just, just so amazed at the fact that, you know, I look at this and who is like the Lord? There's no one like the Lord and how mighty he is and uh, how he orchestrates these, all of these things. And he's so faithful. And, you know, I had the best year ever that I've ever worked in 28 years of banking. And I just look at this, you know, how the Lord was, was just behind all these things. And then the company finally conceded, not, not because of my demands, they just conceded because the truth started coming out or the pandemic started, whatever your position is on this, but just amazing how to see the Lord just work all these things out, and I look at this psalm, and he is so mighty, he's so faithful, and there's no one like the Lord, and, and we are, um, whatever your trial is, and whatever you think, when we're, we're thankful for our family, we're thankful for our church, we're thankful for so many things, 
but just to see the Lord, you know, in this particular case in our lives. And I just, just chuckle and laugh and I smile because I see his faithfulness of who he is, his character. So um, I hope you're encouraged because um, when you're going through any type of trial, he, he's so faithful. He's so good. And we really have nowhere to go. We only have the Lord. So, so uh, family, thank you. Thank you for your time. Hi, family. My name is Rachel. I've been coming for, I think, almost three years, right before um, Willie and I were engaged. Um, and I just want to thank the Lord so much for the gift of joy. And um, to briefly explain, I recently started a new job. I was working full-time as a photographer, and I'm, I'm still continuing to do photography, but I, I um, was given the opportunity to work at a law firm, something completely out of my abilities or even interest, um, but the Lord opened that door, and I was a little bummed at first, to be completely sincere. I didn't want to leave what I was doing and what I was building up towards and all the momentum that I had built in my business. Um, but then I quickly realized that the Lord, I mean, wanted to teach me something and wanted me to be a light in, in that, a place of a lot of darkness. I had never been exposed to so much sorrow and I, I want to even say depression as well in a place full of unbelievers, in a place full of people who walk into work, work hours upon hours uh, with no joy and no purpose. And they would go home and come back again and do the same exact thing. And I was like, man, and I'm upset because I can't you know, do what I really like full time. That's what I'm upset about. And then I realized you know, the Lord has given me the joy of salvation, the joy of being able to be in a community of people who pray and uplift each other, who are there for one another, and the people that I work with don't have that. And I just want to thank the Lord that I have that, that I've had that my whole life, really. And I just want to encourage you and encourage myself to remember that the people that we're around are not always as blessed as we are to have the joy of salvation. So we are to be a light. We are to be praying for them intentionally and not just going in to get a paycheck and come out. But we need to have our, our, our feet firm in the word, we have to have our mind set on the mission that is to, you know, bring others to the feet of Christ as well. And to just walk around with a smile, walk around with joy, because that might be the closest thing, you know, to, to God's presence that they can see. So I'm just so thankful for that. I'm thankful for my husband. And I'm, I'm thankful for all of you. And God is just so good. I have time for one more. Lydia Hernandez, uh, I am just grateful because God picked me. <laughs> Before I was born, he had memory of me, so for me, that's a privilege. Okay, and I feel that all my family is covered, no matter what. <laughs> I want to say, this is my faith, Second of Timothy, first seven. For God had no giving us the spirit of fear, but power and love and sound mind. Mm -hmm. And uh, in español es, 
porque Dios no nos ha dado espíritu de cobardía, sino de poder, amor y dominio propio. We've been coming to this church forever. When you, you know that. When Salvarria was a pastor, mm -hmm. I was praying at that time because I went to I went to a Presbyterian school when I was little. That's why I say that God picked me, yeah. not, not that I picked him. And um, I was praying for a Presbyterian church because my mom used to tell me, you have to take your kids to church, this, that. You, 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 you used to go to church. You, 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 know, you have to do that. And I say, she's right. <laughs> let, me, let me find a church <laughs> that is nearby. But how about I find it? I start praying for it, praying for it. And then I found the, this, this church. It was a Presbyterian church, which I want, a Presbyterian church. I also prayed for um, a daycare from Mario. And at those times, this is Mario, my son, my youngest. And um, I was driving by. I was praying for it. I needed, I needed daycare. At those times, you know, daycares were going through a rough time. Um, there were kids that were getting abused and all that. I said, oh, God, I need, I need a, a good one. So I, I drove by 1687, they call it the well. And um, there was a big sign that they were grand opening. So I said, yeah, it's, it's a church, it's Baptist, it's Christian, but I don't know anybody there. So I went back and I had a coworker that she was Christian. And uh, I told Lydia, her name is Lydia. I said, Lydia, you know, this and that. And she said, you can take him, take him there with your eyes closed because I know that's pastor forever because she's been Baptist, you know, since she was little, like me. And uh, Mario went to that school, and, and it was a blessing. It was a blessing. And then we started coming to Redentor. And then after Redentor, you know, was dissolved or whatever, we went to another church. But then through Mario, I came back here. <laughs> um, my husband passed away. And then I asked Mario, Mario, you have to find a pastor so he can come to, to, and talk to him. And Mario came, what was the name of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, all. Um, that's my mom. We actually raised our hands at the same time, so it's amazing. Uh, I'll build on that real quick. We've been coming to this church since 1989, 1990, since, since I was very little. And then, like she said, uh, Pastor Salavaria passed away, and it, uh, for whatever reason, you know, I'm, I'm not ashamed to say it. Well, I am ashamed a little bit, but we, we separated. We, we got away, right? And, and I'm going somewhere with that because life goes on. Um, I become a police officer. I see miracles. Like, I've seen Jesus perform miracles, absolute miracles, things that no mortal can fix and also, you know, my, my faith has always been rooted in Jesus, and I could immediately tell when it's God. So I, I would always see his work, and um, I heard a saying a while back that said, Christianity is not about man searching for God. 
It is about God searching for man. So if anybody has a family member that they wish would find the Lord, don't wish the Lord will find them. He'll find you. And so we had separated. We had gone away from the church. The building stayed here, obviously. And um, I get a ride-along out of nowhere. This, this weird guy, he's a nice guy. He's weird and... And, and odd and asks a lot of questions, and his name is Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> and he's driving me nuts. And he's all, in my, all up in my business, and he just keeps on asking questions. I'm like, what's wrong with this guy? And I'm, I'm trying to figure out how I can get him out of my car. <laughs> and I hope Adrian's not here. Or nobody, I hope you guys don't know him, but um, a phenomenal person, a wonderful person. I didn't think any of those things. I'm just joking. But we're talking, and um, he's giving me the Christian pitch. And I'm like, I've been there, you know, I've heard it. But he goes, um, do you know the Lord? I'm like, yeah, yeah. So we're having a, a, a very productive conversation. I'm sorry, I'm going a little bit long, but... So he's like, so I'm like, yeah, we used to go to this church and it was amazing. I was like, but, you know, since then we've separated. And he goes, oh, what church was that? And I'm like, ah, oh, it's this church. You're not going to know what it is. And he's, and I'm like, it, it was called El Redentor. He's like, we just bought that building. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, this guy really is weird. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's God searching for man. He found me again. And it's not that I had separated from God. Uh, like, like I had, I, I never turned my back on God. I was never upset at God or anything like that. I just kind of lost my way. I'd fallen off the path. I'm, I'm, a mere, I'm a mere man, right? But then God says, no, he will correct your path. And he will bring you back. And that even makes you a little bit emotional. Because... You feel God's love. And so he asks us to be faithful because he is faithful with us. That's it. Amen. So, worship team, if you can come on up, and I will close with prayer and with song. So, Lord, we thank you so much for this morning, Lord. Uh, thank you the, for the reminder, Lord, that even when we are faithless, how you remain faithful, Lord. And God, if some of us, perhaps we've grown a little bitter, Lord, uh, perhaps life has uh, been difficult in this season, Lord, Lord, help us to be mindful how you've thought of us, Lord, how you knit us together in our mother's womb, Lord, how while we were yet sinners and enemies to your kingdom, Lord, how Jesus, you died for us, Lord. So, Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you that you've chosen us, Lord, that you love us and that you care about us, and that you've died for us, Jesus, taking our place of punishment for our sins, God. Help us to have that grateful and thankful heart, Lord. And during this season, Lord, so much time with friends and family or coworkers, Lord, help us, Lord, to have the boldness and the confidence to draw the conversation back to you, Lord. 
Uh, perhaps we may be seen as a strange or, or a weird Lord, but again, the doors that you want to open in the hearts of uh, men and women, Lord. So Lord, we just love you. Thank you so much for this morning, Jesus. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. So hey, let's all stand and we'll close in song. If you need prayer, there'll be pastors up front.